0: Britain's conversation. This is a podcast from LBC. James O'Brien.
1: Three minutes after 12 is the time, and uh, rarely has the soothing balm of mystery felt so welcome. If you know how it works, book your place now on 0345 If you don't know how it works, bear with... And I will explain. It's, it's not complicated, but it is ordinarily quite a lot of fun. You will have, bubbling away in the back of your brain, a question in need of an answer. It could be something about origin. You know, why do we do that? Where does that come from? When we say that, what does it mean? A who? A why? A where? A what? A when? A wherefore? Even the occasional whither or whence. And you can ring in with it, and someone else listening will know the answer, and they ring in with that. That's pretty much it, but obviously I need to slightly expand upon that simplistic explanation so that you understand the reasons why you shouldn't ring in. Never be boring. Generally, we don't like questions about roads, um, like motoring-related stuff. Uh, Repetition is best avoided, but I can't really hold you responsible for that, because there's ten times more people listening than there was when we started. Uh, And that's pretty much it. Don't look stuff up. So if you hear someone ask a question and you think, well, I could Google that, you're missing the whole point of Mystery Hour. The whole point of Mystery Hour is knowledge, the stuff what you know, the stuff that you, for reasons that could involve having seen it on telly last night or having done a PhD on it in the 1950s. It's, I, I, I still think, even though by the time my children are my age, they're probably not going to need to know anything. Do you remember when we used to get aerated? Is that the right word? i us just say excited. When we used to get excited about taking calculators into, into maths exams. When I started here... That, that was a topic. Oh, should kids be able to take calculators into math exams? You sort of still see why it is a debate, but given the proliferation now of information, the, 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 the very concept of knowledge in the old-fashioned sense is being completely diluted. This is a little um, a light-hearted stand against that slow process where we still celebrate the fact that people know stuff, and that's why you're not allowed to look stuff up, either online or, or in encyclopedias. If you've read a book... And remember the answer that it contained, that's allowed. But you're not allowed to go and check the book now and ring in with the answer. Uh, I didn't think, I think, mean, is there anything else? We've had some good ones recently. I wasn't here last week, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fresh. Back to Mystery Hour. The number you need remains the same. I'll only give it out if I've got phone lines free. I used to say that this is the busiest hour of the week, but these days, to be honest, every, every hour is absolutely bonkers. Um, it does mean, though, that judicious use of redial is rewarded. And can we can stop using that phone line now to phone all the trolls who say that they're not allowed on. And then we ring them up to ask them come on, and it goes straight to voicemail. So we've got that phone line back now. Cowards. Um, and that means that, that if, if I say the number, it means there is a phone line free. Six minutes after 12. Should we crack on? Yeah? Have I missed anything? This is Axel's last ever mystery, huh? He's moving on to Pastures New. I, I, I'll probably forget tomorrow. But you're here tomorrow, aren't you? Do you want your tribute tomorrow, Axel? Yeah. Yeah, all right. OK. I'll tell the story about the Olympics, you know, all that stuff. Yeah? You ready for that? Make sure your mum's listening. Let's start with Jack, who's in working. Jack. Question or answer? Hi, James.
2: Question? Hello.
1: Carry on.
0: I just want to say... Uh... Axel, I love Beverly Hills
1: cut. <laughs> I um, bet he's never heard that before. Go on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know, um, really, it might be simple, um, pandas, why are they black and white? Ones in the woods are brown over in Canada and stuff. Polar bears are white. Just wondering why pandas are like that. Obviously, they were uh, braced with a bad crop, as it, it
1: were. It's a good question, I think. I don't think they've got any predators.
0: No. So I, so they don't need camouflage? Their, uh, yeah, but why do you, I mean, any animal was evolved to where it is. And yeah, why it's no, I know, I know. It, so, just wanted to know, really. I
1: like it. I like it a lot. You're on. Why is a panda black oh. and white? Oh, you mean a classic panda? Oh. Yeah, that's
0: it, yeah, definitely.
1: You're on. All right, let's see if we can get an answer. I like that, I love that question. That's a, sort of, that's a pure mystery out question. I hope it's got an interesting answer. Mark's in Summary on 10s. Mark, what would you like to say? Hello, James, how are you? Very well. What a lovely voice you've got, Mark. Thank you. Dulcet Tones. You've ever done any voiceover work? I do actually, yes. You are joking.
3: No, I'm not. Well there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> question or answer. It's a question. Carry on. Where does the phrase getting off scot free come from? Ah. Uh,
1: no, I've not got it. I like it. Yeah. And we're only allowed one of these a week. Origins of phrases, in case that like, people listening for the first time go, oh, I, I want to know where that other phrase harem's scouring. So we're only allowed one phrase origin a week. Wait, wait, I got off scot-free. It must have something to do with Scotland, doesn't it?
3: Well, I don't know. Should we be saying that in this present climate?
1: You, for people who don't know, it means that you got away with it, doesn't it? You, 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 you don't have... Um, yes. There's no justice. A bit like David yeah. Davis, a getting good off scot-free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Weapons-grade incompetence. Um, g- uh, will we be familiar with any of your work?
3: Um, I used to be one of the continuity announcers on uh, ICB there you for go. a number
1: of years. Very good man. It, I've got to get into a bit of uh, voiceover work, but I've been here nearly 15 years and no one's ever approached me, so I suspect that I'm not cut out for it. I don't know. I think you've got something. You're very polite, <laughs> liar. Nine minutes after twelve is the time. The origin of the phrase "scot free" and uh, this is no ordinary phone-in. This is a James O'Brien on LBC phone-in. LBC? Well, that'll be about ten grand. Nathan is in Wookiee Hole in Somerset. Hello, Nathan. Question or answer? Uh, question, please, James. Carry on, mate. It's pronounced oh, Wookiee like Hole. Wookie Hole, isn't it?
4: Wookie hole. Yeah. yeah,
1: they've written Wookie hole on the screen. You see what I have to put uh, out, Wookie hole? Two, two O's. Two O's in Wookie. Everyone knows that. Come on, question <laughs> or answer?
4: I need to know if there's science behind boiling eggs, and when you've boiled an egg, sometimes you peel it, and there's a sort of skin membrane inside that comes away, and you have a perfectly peeled egg. Yes. And other times... It sticks, and you pick the shell away, and it takes you about half an hour, and you pick half your egg away, and it's incredibly frustrating. Yes. And I need to know whether it's something to do with temperature... Nope. ...or the length of time you cook it, or something like that. Is
1: that about freshness?
4: Hmm. Okay, well, I've got chickens... Yep. ...and um, I get their eggs every day, and I have two boiled eggs every day, and I've tried loads of different methods, heating them, then leaving them to cool in the water... Putting them straight into
1: cold water. Oh, so it's not about the freshness water.
4: then? I don't think so.
1: I thought I thought that the the air pocket.
4: Mm.
1: Didn't, well, obviously, I mean, it might be about freshness, but I'm not going to get away with telling you that it is. We'll have to hear from someone who's uh, a little bit more but qualified yeah. than you are. But I'm it, afraid so. you know, when you, do you ever poach them? Uh, yes. Now, the fresher they are, the better they poach, right?
4: Yes.
1: So I thought it might be linked to that.
4: It might. Well, it might be, but it doesn't help so with the boiling thing. I've been, I've been needing to know this for about three months well, right now. You've come I to the right place.
1: You've come to the right place. How long have you had I chickens? An uh, a year. I know. Look after them, won't you, mate? You know, you know. How long have you been listening to the program?
4: Uh, well, a couple of years.
1: Yeah, so you don't know what happened to my chickens.
4: Uh, no. Fox. <laughs> oh. Cherry, Fox cherry, and
1: ginger. Have you named your chickens?
4: Would my four-year-old son has?
1: That's dangerous, mate. I know it's too late to go back now, but I wish I'd never named ours, because then there would have just been egg manufacturing units, but they had names, and when we lost them, it hurt. still hurts, actually. I still sit in the bit of the garden where the chickens used to go, and sometimes on a quiet evening, I think I can hear them, hear them cluck.
4: <laughs> it's
1: good. Good to know. <laughs> I should get you an answer to that question, hopefully. I might write a little poem in the, in the next commercial break. Jen's in Bristol. Jen, question or answer? Question. Carry on.
5: Um, I know that baby boys' clothes it used to be pink yes. back in the day. It was a Victorian thing, I think. Um, all to do with Richard the Lionheart and, you know, a baby version of red. Oh, yeah. Why did it switch to girls now wearing pink? And I don't know. I Googled it, because I had a little boy. Yeah. You know, and I wondered, why do boys wear blue? And I mm. learnt that boys used to wear pink. I yeah. don't know why it swapped. Yeah. Mm. I like it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Victorians probably had something to do with it, didn't they? they sort I don't know. I don't
4: know
1: blue. something to do with the availability of don- I'm just going to say things and you're just going to say I don't know so we'll just crack on <laughs> shall we <yeah>? Exactly. <laughs> find
5: out for me James I find will out. do
1: my best, when did boys stop wearing pink 03456060917 don't ring in to say I'm currently wearing pink and I'm a boy <laughs> doesn't suit me pink uh, my lucky shirt used to be pink but um, it makes my complexion look a little bit gamony Phil's in Tamworth in Devon Phil question or answer? Hi
4: James, it's a question Um, I wanted to know why we clink glasses I know this. Do you? Yeah Go on then. I mean it's not definitive well it
1: is definitive because I'm in charge and I'm going to give myself a round of applause (laughs) because I'm feeling lonely but the, the my favourite explanation, there are one or two but my favourite explanation is that you, when you clink glasses a bit of your drink goes into my drink and a bit of my drink goes into your drink which means we're not trying to poison each other
4: Mm. Oh, get lost. But, but if you... Do we actually fill our glasses up that much? We did then, mate! Yes, it was a flipping, teeming tankard of mead!
1: <laughs> that, is, that is the thing my 12-year-old told me. It, it sounds like a reasonable answer. It's it's not not just a reasonable answer, it's the best available answer.
4: <laughs> right, OK.
1: Although, actually, I think it might be an urban myth. Right, so I'll leave it. I'll leave it on the board.
4: Thanks, James. All right,
1: mate. Why do we clink glasses? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number that you need. Um, I I still think I'm right on that. we'll, we'll find out. Uh, Gavin's in Stansted. Gavin, question or answer?
3: All right, James.
1: Hello, mate. Nice to have you back, man. Likewise. Cheers. Um, oh no, you haven't yeah. been anywhere. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> you don't mean. Um, right,
6: I've got a question. Technical yeah. question. Go on. On an aeroplane. Yeah. Why is the propeller called a propeller when it sucks and it doesn't blow?
1: Why would it? It propels yeah, the, the plane.
6: It blows and then it should be an impeller because it sucks air, doesn't it? And pulls the. Plane yeah, but
1: you're, you're now you're looking through the wrong end of the telescope, mate. All right, go on. It's, you're looking at what the propeller does to the air rather than what it does to the plane.
6: Yeah, it, it still impels it backwards. It no, doesn't propel it backwards.
1: It propels the plane forwards. Yeah. So it's a propeller.
6: But it works by impelling.
1: Yeah, which is what it does to the air.
6: Propeller, it.
1: Yeah, you won that one. Boom, that there we go. <laughs> All
0: right, see you
1: <laughs> It's like a Brexit phone, isn't it?
0: You're listening to a podcast of James O'Brien from LBC.
1: Tynmouth, not Tainmouth. My apologies, I didn't know. Been there as well. Pronounced it wrong just clearing that up. If you're just tuning in, I, I, I haven't got the time or the energy to explain exactly what it is I'm correcting. I, I need answers to these questions. Why are pandas black and white? Think about it. It's a great question. What's the origin of the phrase scot-free? Why, when you boil an egg, do some of them peel really... <laughs> it sounded like right then, out of Open All Hours. Some of them peel really easily. Actually, no, I sounded like the old cinema adverts for Pearl and Dean. Why do some eggs peel really easily and other eggs don't? Uh, when did boys stop wearing pink? Uh, as a kind of tradition, you know, as a thing. Why do people clink glasses together when they are having a drink? A small sherry, for example. Uh, and there is some dispute over propeller, which I'm prepared to tolerate just on this one occasion. No, and I'm sorry to everyone else who's lost chickens. Oh, apparently that was a bit, of a, a bit of a traumatic exchange that we had. I, but I, I feel your pain. Adriana is in Walton-on-Thames. Adriana, question or answer?
5: It's an answer. Carry on. Um, It's about the eggs.
1: Oh, yes. Are Um, you an expert? I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so, so sorry. That just happened. uh, Did I
2: actually
5: laugh?
1: No, dear, that's even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Go on.
5: Right, the eggshell is porous. When the egg is fresh, the the, the egg, the inside, is against the shell. But through time, air gets in through the shell. Yes and so pushes the egg a little bit more to the inside, so it's easy, easier to peel.
1: Uh, it, well, that's what there? I thought, but but the yeah, the caller... I know
5: why you thought that.
1: I did think that, but the caller yeah, keeps chickens. He keeps chickens, and he claimed that he will get two fresh chick- fresh eggs on the same day and boil them both, and they will peel differently.
5: Well, mate, well, I don't know, I don't know. But the reason you thought it, because the answer is from a previous question you had.
1: I thought that as well, <laughs> <laughs> well I'm going to give you the round of applause even though by rights it should be mine I'm feeling very generous today uh, oh hang okay. on, what, what, what your qualifications are you heard it on Mystery Out before
5: I heard it on Mystery Out, yeah, yeah
1: that'll do, go on <laughs> Thank
5: you.
1: that is the reason I mean, it's It's about the thing to me the sack inside the egg and the, and the porousness of it and the amount of air that seeps out or in but I, I don't know, I didn't like it great work Adriana Ash is in Cheam question or answer Ash? Uh,
2: question please
1: carry on
6: do animals have moles on their skin
1: why do you want to know that
6: because i was giving my dog a bath yesterday oh, and i found a mark right which turned out to be a tick first one i've ever come across
1: oh dear be so careful initially
6: i thought how do i know if it's a mole or something more sinister yes so I wondered, do they have moles or blemishes or anything of that sort?
1: I said, "That's quite a nice question, actually." I, to, to, it's turned into a bit of a serious phone in this. It's a bit kind of like vet's hour or something, but I, I still like the question. Do, do moles? I mean, ultimately, we need to know whether moles have moles.
2: I guess so. Yeah,
1: that would be the the ultimate question. That'd be the clincher, wouldn't it? So do and, and but what what is a mole? I, I don't know. Is, well, it, is, well. it, is it is it like a weapons grade freckle? I guess so. It yeah, is
2: just a. It's a Mark isn't it? I don't know much.
1: Collection of melanoma. What's it called? Melanoma, melanin, melanin, melanin. Melanin. A A concentration of melanin. Yeah, all right, you're on. I'll I'll, I'll do what I can. The dog's all right. Look out for those ticks, though, Ash. Yes, I
7: will
1: do. Seriously, little beggars. Uh, Lawrence is in Derby. Lawrence, question or answer? Uh,
7: Question, James. Carry on. Um, I've recently had a baby boy, and um, congratulations. Uh, myself my wife and my daughter are all susceptible to hay fever oh yes and I wondered, um, did um babies get hay fever and if not at what point are you susceptible to hay fever
1: um it, you can i i, I, I know this because one of mine got oh. it so you can get hay fever as a baby it, it doesn't always kick in does it some people get hay fever for the first time quite late in life
7: well i, I got it for the first time last year there and you go to, so um yeah that's what made me want
1: I, I, I mean, it, it is. It is just true. I know it's true because we checked ourselves yeah. when one of us started sneezing. Is it? Is he? Has he got runny eyes? Does he look like he's got any bother? No,
7: no, no he's fine and done. No, it doesn't, doesn't affect him at all.
1: Fair enough. Are you a county fan, Lawrence? No,
7: no, no I'm a much
1: sure more. Fan. Oh, fair enough. I won't ask you then. Right, I'll, I'll let that pass. A round of applause for me, please. Thank you very much. Do you know I actually put my arms in the air? Then that's pathetic, isn't it? Martin is in Bexley Heath. Martin, question or answer? Answer. Oh, Hello.
2: Scott Free. Yeah. Uh, well, back in the day, when the Daily Express had a uh, library, um, I used to work on the counter.
1: I remember uh, that library. Ca-
2: yeah. Did we... I, I, I may have served you. <laughs> but
1: you wouldn't... I mean, we wouldn't have known, would we, back then? I was,
2: no, no, no. I
1: used to wear braces. I looked like no, such a don't. clown. Yes. <laughs> go on, then. So yeah, this was no. when, for people who don't know, this was when, because pre-computer, you'd, you'd yeah, cut out yeah, every yeah. day. You'd Probably go through every no, okay. paper and put it all... It, and yeah. file it all away. Go on.
2: That's it. And um, as I say, someone come to the counter one day, they wanted to know the origin of that term. So I had to go and grab Brewer's Phrase and Fable, looked it up. Scot free means tax free.
1: Do we know why?
2: Oh, I can't remember that. I, I do. I remember the tax free bit. I
1: think that the um, the Norse word for payment was scot.
2: Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, all right, so okay. it comes
1: from the Norse scot, S-K-O-T, scot free, no scot. No right. Scott on it. And it, and it, and it has evolved from there just to mean getting away with it. When,
2: I, I always thought it meant something to do with Scott of the Antarctic or something like well, that. I
1: thought it would be Scotland, a Scotland Yard or something like that, but no, not at all. It's that's very yeah,
2: simple as
1: that. Yeah, nice work. When did you um, leave the Express? I'm still there. <laughs> Are you really?
2: Still there? Yeah, on imaging department.
1: Well, we must have we must have crossed paths. And when did the library shut? About 19. Oh
2: no, the library. Uh, carried on to about two or three years ago, only in a very, very skeletal form. Really, really. Yeah.
1: And yeah. is that, Have you noticed the new owners yet? Have they? Have they made their presence felt, or is everything um, carrying on as normal?
2: It's, it's same as normal at the moment. Yeah. You know, I haven't really noticed anything. No doubt there. I mean, we've got new editor on the Star, new editor on the Express. Yeah. And, you know, it seems... I mean, the bit I do, it doesn't really... I don't really have any influence on the paper. I just do what I'm told, basically, on the imaging for the pictures and that.
1: Very wise. You know? Very wise. Is Christy yeah. Kanovich still on the picture, there? No,
2: oh, no, he
1: left a long time oh, ago. Oh, did he? Oh,
2: well. on <laughs> too. Well,
1: it's nice catching up with you, Martin. Okay, mate. Mind how you go. 25. Yeah, 25- cheers. Bye-bye. A round of applause for me on the... No, who? For what? Oh, no, no, for yeah, him. Yeah. round of applause oh, for him. He? Him. him. Oh, Give it to Martin. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Getting all nostalgic, then. Uh, 25 minutes after 12 is the time. Ronnie's in Elton. Ronnie, question or answer?
8: Uh, It's an answer. Well, I'm clarifying your answer regarding the wine clinking together of wine glasses.
1: I withdrew that answer.
8: Yeah, uh, 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 what what one?
1: I withdrew my answer about poison.
8: Oh, no, it's right. It's It's not. It's
1: an urban myth. It's an urban myth, mate.
8: No, well, I'm a wine expert by trade, and it come up in um, just conversation Yeah. with my... uh, My instructor or trainer, as per say, trainer. And he he said it's the same. And basically, it finishes off. But there's two ways to look at it. You can either clink them together because the pirates, because when they used to go and get their loot, they'd have a drink and to celebrate without people, without them sort of trying to kill each other to nick their loot. Yeah, they'd have a drink and they'd clink their glasses together to show that they haven't tried to poison each other to nick the other person's loot.
1: I mean, the the problem is that. This is what urban myths are. They're things that lots and lots of people believe that turn out not to be true.
8: Oh, but if it comes from someone... Else, a little, a little you know, mate, you can't say I'm a wine expert.
1: It's, no, it's not. It's on Snopes. I remember it from, from last time. It's, it's been checked out and it's been fact-checked and it's just not true. No. Nice.
8: no. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I'd like to send in the. Uh, the, the other one was that it's, you, you,
1: the noise that you make when you clink glasses scares away evils. S- off a drink. No, scares away evil spirits. That was the other claim, but nobody really knows why it's um why it's no, become no, a thing.
8: I've been after. I've been asking a round of applause for years. Oh
1: mate, Don't 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 play. Don't g- come it with the sob stories, all right?
8: Am I at the heartstrings <laughs> yet?
1: Yeah, not having it. I'm Not having it. All right. Next time. Hang in there. Well, would you like to recommend a cheeky tipple for the summer, Ronnie?
8: Oh, for me, it's a, it, it's a highly oak chardonnay. R- really? Are they coming yeah. back again then? Yeah, massive. Well, they're, they're, you get a lot of people with what they call we call them ABCs, anything but chardonnay. That's right. You know? Yeah. The industry was awash with really bad cheap chardonnay. Uh, nice, nice, highly oak sort of southern regional French.
1: No, um, I like it. Chardonnay. I like it. Tip-top. If you, have, if you ever find if you ever find yourself in Hernhill, pop into a, a wine shop called Wild and Lees. All right. I'll try. Have I'll
8: a have chat.
1: A I'll have a look. I'll have a chat with mine host in there. He's, he's one of my favourite people on the planet. Mike is in. Well played, Ronnie. Mike's in High Wycombe. Question or answer, Mike? Uh, it's a steward's inquiry, James. Bring so it you up. Come on, then. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just going to flex my muscles. <sighs>
6: Clinking glasses. Yes. Now, I, I saw this on some History Channel, Tony Robinson-style programme years right. ago. It all goes back to medieval times when people used to feud with their neighbours. When they yeah. finally got over their feud, they obviously had a, a sit-down for a meal and a drink, and they would be drinking their mead or whatever out of their pewter tankards, and they would clink them together with such force that the... The me would share over into your neighbour's glass to prove that you weren't there to poison No,
1: them. how have you got through? That's an urban well, myth.
6: Your,
0: pro- your producer just let
1: no, me. I know, how, obviously, <laughs> I know how you got through, but I'm, I'm teasing my <laughs> producer on this one. <laughs> it's an urban myth, Michael. I'm, I'm
8: sure I know. No, this well, it doesn't though. matter.
1: That's what urban myths are. People believe it's like if you swallow urban chewing meter. gum, it gets stuck to your heart and you'll be dead by tea time. Tony Robinson. Well, don't don't bring him into it, all right? Cuz it's not he's not here God to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's the not true. History, it's a beautiful though. answer. That's the that's the thing about urban myths that you want them to be true. It's a be- but the last fellow was talking about pirates. And yeah, now you're talking but about Vikings. Yeah, but, uh, not
6: Vikings, what,
1: medievals. Uh, medievals. Post-Viking. No, it's not the medievals and it's not the Vikings and it's not the what's the other one? What's was the last fellow said the pirates are. <sighs> It's not. You're not having it, none of you. I'm going to cross it it off. No, I'm not having it. I don't think anyone knows. Nobody knows. Don't need to know. It's not in the curriculum. (laughs) Mind there you go. Mind there you go, Mike. I can't believe everything you see on the telly. 29 minutes after 12 is the time. I I, I apologise to my East Midlands listeners when I asked the caller from Derby if he supported county. I was, of course, referring to Derby County, in which case I should have said the Rams, because in that part of the world, county usually is taken to refer to Notts County, as opposed to Derby County, despite the fact that Derby County is, of course, known as Derby County. can't remember who their new manager is.
0: You're listening to a podcast of James O'Brien from LBC.
1: Mystery is upon us, questions that still need answers. How come pandas are black and white? Think about it. It's a great question. I don't know. Uh, when did boys stop wearing pink as a matter of tradition, and do moles have moles? That's a, not quite what the question was. Do do other mammals other than humans have moles? Moles. As in moles. Uh, Paul's in Guildford. Paul, question or answer?
6: Uh, that's an answer, James. Carry on, mate. Right, it's uh, to the boys in blue. Oh, yes. Simple answer, or quick answer, is um, prior to the sort of mid-late uh, 19th century, there were no blue dyes.
1: That's what I thought it uh, might be. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Uh, basically, the German chemical industry had um, a big sort of uh, period of invention of different dyes, and uh, they became affordable. Um, and it's probably just fashion, fashion and, um...
1: But do we know, status. I mean, w- w- but yeah, so someone just decided that boys would were probably a member of the royal family or something like that, and then everybody else yeah, copied. We, uh, so pink was always, available. you can make, what's pink usually, shoot or something, is it?
6: Well, uh, various things, yeah, but, I mean, also, I mean, the colours sort of took the world by, by storm, military uniforms, that sort of thing, um... Uh, no, I'm speculating here, but. Uh, Nothing uh, wrong
1: with uh, a bit of speculation, uh, Paul. Quali- qualifications? Yeah, sure. where, did, where, where did you pick up this nugget? It was
6: actually a TV program back in the 70s, I've still got the book from the series. What was it called? Um, uh, it's, it's Connections by a
1: guy called James Burke. That'll do nicely. Round of applause for Paul, please. Yeah, thank you very much. No, thank you very much. Yeah. Kevin is in Hartford. Question or answer, Kevin?
6: Yeah, hi. Um, question about bees. Um, <laughs> bees typically fly in a straight line. Um, do they? they fly- yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, mm. the, the, the bees in the hive will do a little dance and it will show the distance and, and direction to the food source mm. and then off they fly and then they fly in a directly straight line back. Um, I saw a documentary a while ago where they moved to the hives a couple of metres and the bees got confused. So what I'm wondering is, if a bee flew into my car and I drove 10 miles and the bee flew out again, would it get lost?
1: I like that. Do bees get lost?
6: Yeah, do bees get lost? It's
1: a nice question what do you think?
6: I think they would probably fly the same vector and end up 10 miles away from where they needed to be. Oh,
1: controversial. Come on. They've got to have some form of, of, of homing instinct, haven't they?
6: I don't know. I know they I know they fly in direct lines, which is why they sometimes fly into you, because they don't really look where they're going. They just know
1: instinctively. And We're, to, we're talking about hive, going. but we're talking about honeybees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a hive, yeah. I read an amazing book about bees. Do you, I mean, are you generally interested in bees?
8: Or, I'm or interested
1: not? Interested in everything? There's a, there, I can't remember what it was called. It was a novel. It was. It was a novel about a bee. Right. Okay.
0: Don't laugh. That's probably not to be relied on, is it?
1: No, it was relied on. It was properly like you know, entomologically accurate. Right. Have you
0: got it there?
1: No, I'm just trying to remember it, and it's not. Nothing's happening. <laughs> I'll leave it on the board. Do bees Thank get you. lost? Oh, three, four, five, six, oh, six, oh, nine, seven, three. Why pandas black and white? Done that one. Done that one. And do other animals get moles? Have I missed any out? Be- what? Bees, moles, and pandas. OK. Andy's in Wells. Uh, in Somerset. That's a second call from Somerset today. We are spreading our influences. Spreading more. <laughs>
3: Question or answer, Andy? It's a, um... It's a Stuart's Inquiry.
1: Oh, Lord above. What on? Which I one?
3: I know, on the eggs.
1: Oh, actually, Anna was adamant, and and her answer... Yeah, I think yeah, uh, you
3: give away applause too freely nowadays. I hear
1: that a lot. I hear that a do lot. Do you? I do.
3: Yeah, because, yeah. um... With the egg thing, if you—I watched the program, the food program. Yeah. With Jamie Oliver's mate on it, the pig farmer. I can't remember his name. Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. Anyway, so they were doing that wonderful program about four or five months ago, and they went to an egg factory where they were making Scotch eggs or whatever. Oh yeah. So mm, they're dealing I with like thousands of eggs a minute.
1: I like a Scotch egg.
3: I do too. Yeah. I do. <laughs> and uh, they were—they were, they were um, obviously they're, they're pushing through thousands of eggs an hour. Yeah. And one of the questions that came up was, how do you know when to peel the egg? You know, when do you actually peel the egg to put it into the Scotch egg? Because you need a perfect
1: away? peel for a Scotch egg.
3: You need a perfect peel, exactly. And it was all down to timing. Come on, like the secret of good comedy,
8: oh.
3: which is Tim- timing.
8: <laughs> Stop it!
1: <laughs> um, um, well, tell me more. I mean, what? 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 So, you in fact, so our questioner is peeling his eggs at different just... times.
3: Yeah, so there's a specific time. They they don't plunge them into cold water or anything. They leave them for a specific amount of time to cool down, which is the optimum time to peel an egg, whether it's five days old, one day old, or two days old. And that was on telly.
1: That is a strong answer.
3: And, yeah. So when, it, when,
1: when, when, when the questioner is peeling his eggs and, and getting an unpleasant peel, an unsatisfying peel, he's peeled them too soon? Or too late. Oh, Lord. So there's actually a... A sweet it's, spot.
3: I can't remember the time, it might have been four point five minutes, I don't know. Okay. But it's it's well, out there.
1: That'll do, you're on. Round of applause for Andy. Thank you. Good work. Twelve thirty nine is the time. Lee is in Thessaloniki, Alicia.
8: Actually, near Thessaloniki.
1: Lee? <laughs> 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 I don't know I I don't know how to say question or answer in Greek, sadly, so we'll have to revert to English now.
4: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Carry
8: on. <laughs> right, it's my wife, because she's been listening now, she's Greek and she says you're not allowed to argue. Yeah. She says that the the, the Greeks with the clink in the glasses sorry, I didn't
3: mention that. Oh yeah. <laughs>
8: It comes from the ancient Greeks. He said that when they were drinking wine, it was about not leaving any of the senses feeling left out. So with the wine, you had the smell, you had the taste, how it felt, and everything else. But you wanted to hear it as well. You couldn't leave hearing out. So that was the one sense that had to be uh excited when you were drinking the wine i think not that's left out
1: i think that's pretty strong and, and that, this is the third attempt at it so I, I i'm going to take this as definitive and i'm not going to let anyone else um challenge yeah. this um, and my
8: wife says you're not allowed to anyway i wouldn't
1: dream says, tell you well i would not dream of arguing with you lee uh, but, otherwise
8: i'll put her on the line and then you'll be in
1: trouble a, a big bad scary stuff
8: Scary stuff. Yeah. I was
1: in I was in Greece two days ago, mate. I was in the sea, literally.
8: I, guess I knew you were on
9: holiday. Yeah. and My wife said, "I bet." Yeah, you enjoy
1: oh. yourself. Oh, mate, I was in Kalamata, down at the bottom of the Peloponnese, just oh, a, right. a little village up the I coast know. from there, mate. It was yeah. just idyllic, yeah. idyllic. It's
8: beautiful, isn't it? If
1: Brexit gets stopped, do yeah. you think that the pound will bounce back so quickly that I'll be able to buy a little place for buttons?
8: I think you probably will. I think you
1: probably could now. And they're flying direct. (laughs) I don't
8: know about down there in the Peloponnese, but it's a bit
1: grim up here in the north. No, so I hear. So I hear. Faristo Polili, and my regards. Philakiat (laughs) Stimisisli, ne? Yep. (laughs) He's (laughs) not. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Tony's in Sittingbourne. Question or answer, Tony? Uh, Answer. Carry on.
0: Bees. Bees. don't sign a straight line. No. Right, fact, if you move your hive two more than two feet...
1: Mate, you are sounding... For for a conversation that's mostly about bees, you're sounding quite aggressive.
0: Uh, Well, I've got a bit of a sore throat, and I might... Never mind about the bees. What about when we get out of of Europe? Can my Italian bees still stay in, or do I have to get passports for them? Anyway,
1: we have to get passports for them. Go on, so you are a beekeeper? Yes, sir. Carry on, then.
0: Okay. if you move your hive Mm. more than... Three feet or more the bees will try to go back to the pinpoint where they go entrance into their hive. Right. So if your bee hive becomes uh, very compact, you have to move it three or more miles so that the bees don't go back. So wow. If, you go, if, you fly, if your bees move more than three miles, they won't go back home.
1: So that answers the other bit of his question, which was if a bee flew into his car and he drove for 10 miles and then the bee flew out again, would the bee be able to get back to its hive? The answer is no.
0: No, the, the, the bee will be lost, but the only good thing about that is the bee has got a life of 600 miles, so the closer he is to the source of his food, the more trips it can make to bring food back to the hive. After 600 miles, he drops down dead, or she drops down dead.
1: Is that it? That's the, that's the, that's the expiry date on a bee?
0: That's it. 600 miles, approximately, give or take.
1: Could a bee that got lost go and join another hive?
0: It could. It would. It could join another hive, but it would have to take some form of food or water as a present to enter the hive. Oh. It may. It may still have his. Oh, sorry. It may still have her queen's uh, scent. Smell on her. Yeah. And they might then kill the bee because they can smell a rival.
1: They uh, are pretty. It's a pretty vicious civilization in the in the hive. Do you know why? Do you know why? why? do you know
0: why? it's, you know why it's vicious? Because they're all women inside there.
1: Oh mate, we don't need any of that sort it's of talk. A bag. Come back. Oh, oh come no. Well, because men have a history of being all <laughs> peaceable and calm and kindly.
0: No, once the men have done their business, they're so, kicked out the hive. They and if They don't like the queen. They boil her alive. Cause they ain't going to make another one.
1: Bit of a Republican (laughs) there. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what they do, mate, I'm afraid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Qualifications beekeeper. How long have you been a beekeeper?
0: Uh, Five years.
1: That'll do nicely. Round of applause for Tony. Have you read, I found that book, have you ever read The Bees by Lane Paul? Laleen Paul. l. -L -L. If you're going on your holidays this summer, buy it. It's a brilliant book and you'll really enjoy it.
0: I've got the uh, autobiography of uh, James Cairn to read. I'm reading that. I only read one book a year.
1: I only have one holiday a year. Fair enough. This one's better.
0: I'll try it next year. I know
1: how it ends, the autobiography of James Carney. Gets on Dragon's Den. Does he? Yeah. I
0: won't read it now. <laughs> I'll read your book
1: instead. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> You've got to write it first.
0: You're listening to a podcast of James O'Brien from LBC. I'm
1: being harassed. Um, You're coming in. No, you're not. Chris Moores is up to something in the studio outside. He thinks he's the only one that's allowed to go off script like this and just start riffing like some kind of jazz radio present. Why are you filming me? Because you're Chris Moores. You can do what you want. So how it works, how he rolls. Take it easy, mate. I'm doing mystery I Don't interrupt. 12.48 is the time. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. God knows where that footage is going to end up. I hope I wasn't picking my nose. Uh, Question still in need of an answer. Uh, the political editor of The Spectator magazine... Um, has just tweeted that the latest he's hearing is that the UK backstop proposal says that it is time limited but doesn't specify a time limit. Every time that you think Brexit has been distilled down to a single soundbite of spectacular, inane absurdity, someone comes along with an even better one. So it is going to have a time limit to keep David Davis happy, but they're not going to say what the time limit is. And David Davis presumably is too dopey to realise. Oh, man alive. Can I just take a quick moment to mark the passing of Peter Stringfellow, the, the, the nightclub impresario I appreciate that, that, that some people um, w- will be unimpressed by his alleged, uh, well, not even alleged, I, the, I mean, the, the business he was in objectified women on a, on a grand scale. But I, I've always gone rather well with a fella. And the story I thought I'd share with you very briefly was one morning at about eight o'clock, I was making my way to work at the Daily Express, where old Martin was probably still working in the library. And my phone rang, it was Stringy's PA. They said, Peter wants to have a word. I thought, he's up early. Normally he wouldn't get up anything like that early, he'd lie in bed and, t- and, he, said, and he said, I must, uh, must tell you this, I won't do the accent, it was from Sheffield where my mum's from, so and, and I like the accent, and mum knew him actually back in the day when he was sort of booking acts and, and the jazz and pop acts, so Stringy rang me out to tell me that one of the girls at Stringfellows had just the night before got a tip on a credit card for £30,000. And I said, what, what do you do in those sort of circumstances? And he says, oh, we go through, like, five... Are you sure you want to do this, sir? Are you sure you want to do this, sir? Are you sure you want to do this, sir? And, and so I said, yes. And he signed off on 30 grand. I said, where is she? He said, He's all, she's already on the way to Heathrow with another dancer. They're going to Ibiza for six months. And... About 11 o'clock, I was just finishing off the story for the gossip column, and Stringy rings me back and says, we've just had the customer on, on the line, and he, he, he's begging for his money back. I said, what are you going to do? He said, well, he can't have his money back. She's already got it. It's gone. Um, why is he asking for the money back? Can he afford it? And, and he said, yeah, he's, he's absolutely good for the money. He just doesn't know how he's going to explain it to his wife. A 30 grand bill from Stringfellows. I said, well, can't you just claim that he bought loads of Cristal champagne or something like that? And that is my Peter Stringfellow story. Nice bloke, actually. 12.51 is the time. Joe is in Horsley. Back to Mystery Our Question or answer, Joe?
9: Hello. Question, James. Carry on, Joe. Um, how come when you stand under the shower and then the water is cold, falling on your temple, if your mouth is closed, within a short time you begin to be breathless or gasping for air? As soon as you switch it to warm or a bit hot water, it goes straight away. You could close your mouth and you could breathe freely under the water.
8: What?
9: Uh, uh, what? Okay, let me let, let me let me rephrase it. Go on then. When you go into the shower to bath.
1: Yeah. No, I know yeah, what a shower gone. is. I know what a shower So the cold, water That's is cold and it makes you, bre- it makes you go... <laughs> makes you breathless. And then when it warms up, you can breathe easily. Without opening your mouth. What do you mean without opening your mouth?
9: OK. Now, when you stand under the water with your mouth closed and it is cold, mm. you will be gasping for air. You, you can't gasp if your mouth. mouth is closed. No, if your mouth is closed, your nose can't breathe. So you you gasp can't gasp through open. your nose. James Joe. what i'm saying is if you are under the shower with your mouth closed yeah straight away if the water is cold you become breathless
1: open like your open your the mouth. mouth then
9: yeah and then if it is warm your mouth could be closed and you could breathe easily from your nose why is it so okay <sighs> <laughs> i'm
1: putting the uh, I'm putting it on the board, Joe, all right? But okay. there's six minutes left. Uh-huh. If you're hoping for an answer, don't hold your breath.
9: <laughs> Thank you, James. Thank you, Joe.
1: Simon's in Croydon. Question or answer, Simon?
8: Uh, it's an answer. Come on, then. Uh, so, to the uh, basically hasty give a question.
1: Yeah, I've already dealt with that.
8: Ah, well, would you like a more complicated explanation?
1: Yeah, why not, actually? I would. Given I was t- trying to get some complicated explanations about Brexit, but it turns out I was right about everything. So let's have a complicated explanation about babies getting hay fever.
8: So hay fever is one of the atopic illnesses, which also includes asthma and um, eczema. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's much like any allergy, in that it's usually IgE-mediated. Pardon? Which is a kind of... it's an antibody which our body produces. Yes. Okay the specific allergen so in the case of hay fever we're talking about pollens and things like that yes um babies have ige passed on to them from their mother ah. and that is all attached to their mast cells which uh break down when they come into contact with allergen release histamine mm-hmm. and, give you, and give you the allergic response
1: beautiful answer qualifications
8: uh, i'm a paediatric registrar
1: oh well played round of applause and, and you were quite right that was a rather more impressive answer than the one that i i off offered up previously uh joe have we got how many more do we need answers for anyone on the moles the moles get moles joe's in manchester joe question or
7: answer i've actually moved to colchester now but uh, uh, it's an from from
1: manchester to colchester
7: indeed you'll see why in a second carry on but, yeah, it's an answer about the pandas so they it actually is to do with camouflage it's a zoo they it's a zoo very very, zoo. very high up zoo do yes colchester so zoo indeed. Yeah. So they often live very very high up in the mountains so uh-huh. the white coloration is quite useful for camouflage and also they do get predated on by things like tigers but also the dark areas help them be camouflaged in the shades but they also help with heat conservation and things like that
1: so the, so the evolutionary explanation is as it would be with, with, with other animals as well it just it, 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 it prolonged or promoted survival
7: essentially yes
1: love it when, when I mean where, where do, forgive me for being such a dope? Well, oh, it's China, isn't it? So, t- I was just trying to... Th- I've never sort of thought of pandas and tigers as being on the same page.
7: Well, it's only some of their range, but kind yes. of in the Himalayan sort foothills of and things like that, they're both occur. But obviously their young still gets predated by things like eagles and various sort of predators that wouldn't be able to take an adult. Qualifications... Um, I am, I've just finished a degree in conservation, I'm halfway through a master's and I'm also an intern at Colchester Zoo.
1: So you were studying at uh, UMIST, were you, or at Manchester University?
7: It was at Manchester Met, I was doing my master's. And and now now you've got,
1: you're getting an internship at Colchester, what do you want to do after you've done your master's?
7: Uh, I want to be a zookeeper if possible, (laughs) it's a very hard industry to get into.
1: Is is this a Ray Liotta moment? You tell me. I'm about to. Do you have any pandas in Colchester Zoo? No,
7: no you actually cannot get pandas because the Chinese, well, you can, but the Chinese expo- they put a, their sovereign right on them and it costs you a million pounds. Yeah, a year you just wait
1: till after Brexit, mate. We'll be doing loads of panda-based deals with China. <laughs> Haven't you been paying attention? We'll have pandas oh, coming yeah, out of our ears. Give him a round of applause. It's not a Ray otter. If he had a panda, if he was yeah, with I a panda, know. mate, you've got to have a panda with you to get a panda-based round of a fair uh, otter. Helen is in Sheffield, appropriately enough. Question or answer, Helen?
5: It's an anti-gene. Carry on. It's regarding the question that the gentleman asked about, do dogs get moles?
1: It's very polite for Mr.
5: The answer is yes, they can, just like humans can get moles and warts. uh,
1: Presumably uh, most mammals can, if they're, I mean, skin-based.
5: Yes, they they can, if they can. Um, As with humans, um, you have to watch out for any changes with moles. Most moles on dogs are, are benign. Right. Um, and it's just a darker patch of pigment. They tend to be flatter and darker. Um, they may get darker uh, when they're out in the sun, as with humans. Um, but nine times out of, 10, out of ten, sorry, nine times out of ten, they are benign. But um, you just have to watch out for any changes with humans, and it is down to the melanin. It's just like a little uh, Lovely. collection of, of, of cells. But I would say to any dog owner, if you do, if you do see, especially in this weather and you're batting your dog, do you see any changes in moles? as with humans, take them to the vets just to get them checked out. 80% will be um, benign, but it's not, like with humans, just get them checked out, see if there's any changes.
1: I think I know the answer to my next question. What What are your qualifications?
5: Uh, I've actually been involved with dog rescue for the past 30 years.
1: Oh, I thought you were uh, going to say veterinary nurse or something like that, but this is just as good. So you just you just know a lot about dogs.
5: Yes, I've, I've rehomed well over 200 in, in 30, you know, 30 years and uh, have a breed that are quite renowned for having high pigment because they are white dogs. But you do tend to see more moles on darker-skinned dogs. Do you? But, just um, harder to spot them. Have, but just the thing for people listening, if you do see a mole, as with humans, just get it checked out if you just see any changes. Just exactly the same as, as, as humans.
1: Lovely work, Helen. Thank you very much indeed. Um, and that, we've, we've done it. Gone Full mystery, hour. That's fantastic. Full full tank. I'm gonna run out of time. I'm gonna to to do a Sadiq Khan. I'm not gonna have time to pay tri- glowing tribute to the outgoing editor of the of the Daily Mail. Sheila Fogarty is here. Do you remember a taxi driver called Carlos? I do. I, I met him yesterday. Yeah. He's got both of us now.
5: Oh bless him. I, I think
1: d- you and I should combine forces and set up a figurini Our own cab firm. No, a figurini panini <laughs> style collection. So if every like a loyalty card at Cafe Nero, if you yes. get a selfie with every single LBC presenter, you get you get, din- you get? dinner with Nick Ferrari. <laughs>
5: Have you mentioned to Nick? <laughs> Not could,
1: yet, no, no. It's all right.
5: Couldn't it be breakfast? He's probably tired in the evenings. He's
1: probably right.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, hear James O'Brien live every weekday
9: morning from 10, only on LBC.